Episode 32, Paul the Mouth Mort. This episode is sponsored by the UK Youth Conditioning Association. This summer, and going into the autumn, we are doing our first ever UK tour. To find out more, head over to ukycacourses.com for all the dates, and the early bird is still available now. That's for parents, teachers, coaches, anyone who's keen and works with under 18s. Join our private Facebook group, UK Youth Conditioning Professional, meet and hang out, and collaborate with like-minded professionals. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, live limitless. Okay, guys, so today, prepare your ears, prepare yourself. I'm ready to edit this one hard. This is Paul the Mouth Moore, otherwise known as the Boot Camp, boot camp don't, King. Don't call me that. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm just looking at your bio thing. We can cut that out if you want, because I'm not a fan of it anyway. And you're more yeah. of an, I would call you the email legend or email king. What do you think about that? Then? Well, if, if, it's if, getting if we're there. talking... If we're talking 100% of my income comes from email, then yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So his background, just to get it out of the way then, he started up a boot camp business and he sort of built that to sort of four countries, I think. Four Ma- countries, 19 locations. There you go. And uh, then a lot of times he helped out other trainers, basically how to sweat their business because he knows his shizzle. Um, and he started a nice little supplement company, Lean Greens, which is awesome and blowing up. And I haven't tried it yet, so I should get that out there before you ask. But if you're hinting for a freebie there, you've no, got no chance. No, 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 I wouldn't, mate. I wouldn't, mate. I just thought you were going to ask me, but I haven't tried it. <laughs> um, are you ready to awaken your alpha more? Dude, I was born walking. I was born like that. I quality. I say, like in Blade, when when Wesley Snipes, someone says, "Are you ready to die, Blade?" And he says, "I was born ready, mother." <laughs> There's the first one. Sorry, I sounded like Mr. T there, not Blade, but. <laughs> Put it a fool. Anyway. Both alphas in their own right, eh? Oh, exactly. Well, you can't see him, guys, but he looks like he's just about ready to go for a heavyweight boxing match. He's got his hood up and he's in his gym in some warehouse. It looks good. I'm yeah, quite, I quite... feel like a bag of actually. <laughs> I say, we're not, I'm not feeling too hot either, but hay fever's kicking my butt and lack of sleep. And I think yours is just lack of sleep, isn't it? Just lack of sleep, mate. I stayed over the weekend watching football. Sorry, yeah. soccer for our American friends. and so sure. Uh, I... <laughs> and the, the, obviously, with this, with the, me opening this gym, it's been um, obviously my volume's gone up a lot <laughs> <laughs> from being like a tampon, like training once, in for one week, out for three. Um, I've, I've obviously gone to four sessions a week, and like, I mean, it's only been ten days or something, but I've done Sweet. like seven sessions in ten days or something. So, so let's yeah. get straight into that then. So, on the areas of you know body belief, uh, business, business, I, I you've always seems to be smashing it. Have you yeah. say your, your body's been sliding up recently? Dude, it's funny, you know, because uh, I, I watched a film recently called um, Pain and Gain with The Rock and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah. Two badass alphas right there. And th- there's a scene in it where basically they try and get rich because they don't make money as personal trainers. <laughs> ironic, right? <laughs> <laughs> and one of them goes, I think Mark Wahlberg says to his friend, "Not it's not The Rock, it's the other guy. That's it. He says to him, dude, we need some money to go with these bodies. I'm now in a position where it's the opposite. I'm like, I need a body to go with this money. And you know what? I don't know many people that have my three facets are this. Okay, let's have, let, are they in shape? Do they make money? Do they also have a life? I don't know anybody that has all three down. But it's it's kind of nice because that's the holy grail, right? Yeah, and the people who have it, the people who have it are just absolute legends. And I think yeah. no, no, one can, no one can debate that really. <laughs> yeah, I think we all get caught up in, okay, well, I'm, I'm business now. I'm all business. Oh, sh- training's gone okay well i'm all training now oh, sh- 
I'm, I'm starting to lose clients. I haven't been. It's just. A, and then you kind of okay. You're going through a period where you're busy training people and you're busy training. You're getting in shape, and then your family suffers. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a very different. It's kind of like a trifecta. Yeah. And if you've almost got it about, you think you're getting it, then you're probably absolutely knackered and your eyes are burning. Just <laughs> pretty much like now. So yeah, that's exactly that. Yeah, it's, a, awesome. it's quite nice because it means you're kind of always on a journey. Yeah, no, definitely. And things will slip, and it's kind of it's okay. Let's have some real talk. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's it means you're always striving for something because I think a lot of people think that when they hit a goal, that's it, they're done, and then they don't know what else to do. It means I'm always striving for something, which is. Quite cool, but also quite tiring. No, definitely. It sounds like you was about to pull out a quote then, mate. So I was wondering if you've got a quote to mind. I'll be interested to see what a quote that you like to live your life by. Just be yourself because everybody else is taken. Like it. No. That's the one that I like and it, it took me a long time. If everybody liked each other, it'd be a very boring world. Yeah, it'd be rubbish. And I challenge anyone to try and copy you. <laughs> Dude, I never worry about that. No one would want to copy me. I know. living in this brain. <laughs> Man. It'd be... Yeah, that'd be tough, dude. Anyway, right. So I gave a brief sort of introduction about your background. Did I miss any major things? I mean, in your own words, I've just seen it. It's still out there saying that you were a fat engineer. So I was a fat engineer. Um, I was a fat engineer I because I had no qualifications when I left school. Um, I got sick of being fat. Um, I actually think that being fat helped me with my, uh, being fat at one point in my life and being miserable because of it. Helps me with my marketing and, and all of that sort of stuff because I've yeah. walked in the shoes. Um, and I got sick of it. I lost some weight. Everybody asked me how I did it. I stumbled into personal training. I did every job under the sun in personal training. Um, finally, it's a long time ago, I realized that I needed to learn about marketing if I wanted to make money. A lot of people started copying me. A lot of people started asking how I did it. Started mentoring some people. Um, that kind of blew up. I don't do that anymore. I have marketing. Then I started marketing a Muslim circle when Lean Greens became very popular. Just kind of all quite an interesting journey, not your normal journey, because um, I'm from a very poor town. I have two GCSEs. My parents, my dad works in a factory, the same one he's worked at for 30 years, and my mom works in Asda, which is Walmart for all American friends. So I'm, not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not born with a silver spoon. I'm not born with amazing genetics. I'm from a very poor town and I also have bipolar. So that basically what I'm trying to say is that if you're listening and you're making excuses, your excuses are invalid. Agree. Agree, mate. And that, well, I, honestly, I was coming into this interview because we've had it booked in for a while. I honestly, because obviously I know about your, your bipolar stuff and I was just thinking, oh, I hope you're not going to be like tucked away in bed for a few days. <laughs> Dude, there's no way. If I'm in the tucked up in bed phase, there's no way I would have been able to do this call. Oh, no, definitely. That's what I thought. Yeah. Or I would have been, I would have had a wire wrapped around my neck or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, never, it's never that bad actually but it's it, no. it's costly. I always talk about this but I actually saw me shrink yesterday so it's all, okay. it's, it's all good sweet and I suppose that again that's one of the big areas of you know we just talked about getting body belief and balance all in there so the fact that you know employing a mentor or a coach it's kind of, it is kind of like coaching because having somebody who understands what you're going through is huge and the amount of people that I say that say like, oh, dude, just pull yourself together and think positively. I'm like, think positively. I'm trying not to stick my head in the oven, dickhead. And then you've got people coming around saying, oh, well, you know, exercise is the best antidepressant going. And I hear personal trainers saying this. I'm like, dude, you clearly haven't been depressed. That's the last. You can't do it. Oh, man. And, and you know what? That's why this gym that I'm in now, for you guys that are listening, the gym that I'm in is actually just for me to train in. Nobody else is training here. It's me. It's my little sanctuary. And get away from all the noise. And I can train when I don't want to train. Because when you're depressed, you don't want to see anybody. You yeah. don't want to speak to anybody. That's huge, yeah. So why the fuck would you go to the gym? 
no. where there is more people than there would be anywhere else. Yep. You're not going to do it. It's as simple as that. So, and you yeah. talked about the, you know, the training thing as well, but when I was depressed, I, I trained through it. And like you say, <laughs> I was fully depressed and uh, I yeah. trained through it. I was still kept up my training pretty much. I, you know, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I tried that. It didn't help too much. Okay. So, so sweet. Anyway, um, when did it all start to change for you? Because um, like you said, you were at one stage, you were an engineer. You were going yeah. down that path. Why? Yeah. What's the difference between you and basically a load of other engineers who are probably still a little bit chunky and still doing the engineering thing? That's interesting because they all still are. The, the guys that I served my time with, that's what it's called. <laughs> it time. sounds like it. It's called serving your time. You get a trade behind you. Yeah. So I just get a trade behind you. Um, they all still work there and they're all fat and they're all miserable. Mm. Um, what changed for me was I stopped asking for permission from anybody. I stopped yeah. asking for permission to, to do what I wanted. I actually, my parents, I fell out with them. I didn't speak to them for six months because I left a job that my dad bust his balls to get me because it was in his factory. Yeah. Um, and I left a job and I kind of just stopped listening to them. And I, I kind of just realized, you know what? Nobody's going to give me permission to do anything. And I'm, that kind of, that was a big change for me now because I'm still, I still don't listen to very many people. In fact, I can't think of anybody <laughs> whose opinion. The only this is no shit. The only person whose opinion I value is my wife. That's it. Yeah, that's an important one, definitely. And, and everybody said, "Well, you should listen to your parents." I'm like, "Well, okay, so my parents have instilled some values in us, but I don't appreciate their, I don't value their opinion." Which sound it might sound bad, it might make me sound like an asshole, but that's the way it is. Yeah, and I, if and I listen to my parents' opinion, I'd still be working in the factory. That's the reality, man. That is the reality. It's as simple as that. And then after that, I would still be employed as a gym instructor on 12 grand a year because yeah. they also kicked off when I left that job because there was no security. Oh, my goodness. So what, what sort of time around, when did you when you quit the engineering, what sort of year was that then? It was How the long? fourth year of my apprenticeship, so I was 20 years old. 20 years old. So mm -hmm. uh, we haven't really talked about it. So 2008, when I bumped into you very briefly for the first time in a Ryan Lee thing in New York, what, yeah. how old were you then? And like, where was that in your journey? 2008, I was 28. Ah, so that was that was still quite a while ago. Where was it in my journey? I was probably running boot camps, probably yeah. one venue only. But probably, I think about this quite a lot. I was actually, at some of my happiest times was when I didn't have any staff. I had 100 clients paying me 100 quid a month. Mm. I taught three sessions, a, three sessions a day, three days a week, and I was, do, I was pulling in a lot of profit. Yeah. Then... I started kind of getting Billy Big Balls and wanting to be this entrepreneur yeah. and bringing in trainers. And then I learned the hard way that bringing in trainers as a trainer, oh. last thing you should be doing. I was still doing my own ironing and my own washing, but I was hiring out the stuff that I love doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've learned the hard way about I learned the very hard way about that. And yeah, good, so that's kind of where I was then. And yeah. good trainers are like gold dust. They're hard to find, especially to work for you. I don't think good trainers, you're not going to nail on the head. Yeah. Good trainers are, are on hard to find. Yeah. Loyal trainers are, are hard to find. Yeah. Loyal trainers are hard to find. Because what you got to think about is that sometimes, I always say this, people say that everybody's born, everyone can be an entrepreneur. Bullshit. Mm. Not everybody can be an entrepreneur. Because what you got to think about is if these guys are so good, why aren't they doing it themselves? That's what you got to think about when you're looking for a good trainer. Why isn't he doing it himself? It's because yeah. he's not an entrepreneur yet. <laughs> not everybody will be an entrepreneur. It's as simple as that. And, but none of my friends could ever be entrepreneurs. They're 9 or 5 workers. They always will be. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's the way they choose to live their life. I'm good. We're going to go to a yin-yang round where I'm just going to get some uh, randomness from your head, mate. And uh, Ooh, Are you sure about this? I, I really am sure about this. I haven't got a clue what you're going to say. So uh, okay. we'll, we'll see how this goes. Okay. You're getting hunted, bear or shark. What would I prefer? A bear. Any reason? Well, I look cuddly. 
So yeah, you might just you might just nuzzle in. You'd be alright. Yeah, I'm not a shave. I look like one. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Okay. And I also taste. I also taste like honey. <laughs> okay. So, um, sliced alone or Schwarzenegger? Sliced alone. Beer or wine? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> wine. Vodka. Or... No, I didn't, I didn't say it's not wine. It's beer. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. don't drink wine. <laughs> I'll, I thought you might change. You've been, an you alpha been, male that drinks wine. Really? You've been in Marbella for a while. I didn't know you might have changed, man. Dude, I'm from the Northeast. <laughs> I know. Women and gentlemen with mangina drink wine. <laughs> okay, this will be a hard one for you. Okay. Jack Daniels or some, some dark spirit or vodka? Vodka. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Expensive vodka. Okay, Andy, this is a boxing fight. Andy Wake or Jason Statham? Jason Statham. Oh. <gasps> Rude, rude. Just because he's better looking. <laughs> okay. Muhammad Ali or Tyson? Muhammad Ali. Okay. Dinner out or dinner in? <laughs> I've got two kids do dinner in every time. <laughs> okay. San Francisco or New York? New York. I've never been to San Francisco. Okay. Marbella or uh, the Northeast? The Northeast. Ah, yeah, that makes Surprising sense. Surprising question. Yeah. Surprising question. <laughs> okay. Right, and this is the complete blank around. You just got to fill, okay. fill in the blanks. Okay. If I, if I, I had ever... a blank before we did this interview, by the way. <laughs> I was saying, you, I'm saying a complete blank. I'm, obviously, I'm not talking about you, mate. I've had two blanks this morning. <laughs> awesome. Obviously, I'm talking about coffee. Yeah, oh, definitely. If I was ever to visit the North East, I should... Um, hide, <laughs> hide from the seagulls. Nice. Your best friend would describe you as... Insane. Nice. Last time you were drunk was... Saturday. Oh, the England game, basically, yeah. Yes. Any good? Apart from the uh, game, but yeah. I, I was I was actually trying out different cider, so yeah, it was quite. It was nice, I. It's nice. Good to have goals, definitely. Yeah, cider okay. <laughs> If you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've got such a rude answer in mind. Uh, um, I think I you don't you don't need to say that, mate. No answer. <laughs> <laughs> that is quality. No one else has thought of that, man. Nobody got time for anything genius. else. Genius. Right. Your favourite movie of all time is... Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, a new one. I only saw that about a week and a half ago. That is awesome. Yeah. And it, yeah. it links to your favourite food, I guess, as well. Awesome. It, it very much so, yes. <laughs> That's quality. Including the giant breasticles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, again, I could quite imagine you like the Wolf of Wall Street one day or in a previous life or like a couple of years ago. Who knows? All right. Is there ever a time when you really felt like you brought your A game? Like where you, I know confidence doesn't seem to be an issue, but a time when you thought, damn, even I have kind of done very well here or produced up to my limit I thought I was capable of or even way beyond at the time. And body power only in April. Yeah, I brought my A game to body power in April. I was quite nervous because I wasn't in control who was going to be there. I tend not to speak at other people's events now because I kind of I'm a little bit abrasive. I say what I think. Yeah. A lot of people don't like that, especially if it contradicts what they're teaching, which it tends to do. <laughs> um, but body power, I, I just went in. They were like, "Paul, say what you want, do what you want, wear what you want." I went in and I, for want of a better word, smashed it. Yeah, quality. Yeah. As I say, I was, um, you was I, looking I was, sharp as well, mate. He's looking yeah, at... that, you know what? That made a difference. What I had, what I wore, made a difference because everybody's walking around in lycra, or they were shirtless. Really? Oh. Yeah, 
Oh, they were shirtless. I've never seen so much skin since my wife gave birth. Jesus. You, um, you were rolling like Gary Barlow. I liked it. But I rolled up with a waistcoat on and a pocket watch, and that kind of upped my confidence, and I, I stood out yeah. like a sore thumb, like a fart at a funeral. <laughs> nice. Um, <clears throat> when I mention the word successful, who or what springs to mind to you? Here's what springs to mind. Doing what you want, when you want, with who you want to do with, as many times as you want to do it. Yeah. This is the Yoda question. So who helped you awaken your alpha? Because I know there's a lot of internal stuff, but obviously I know we're both big on mentors. Who helped awaken your alpha? Who was around at the right time? Or it could just, it's up to you completely. Ben Settle. Ah, who is Ben Settle? Ben Settle is an email marketer with bigger balls than me. Whoa. Discovering email marketing changed my life because... Before I discovered email marketing, I was rushing around like a headless chicken waiting for the next idea, which everybody does. Yeah. When I discovered email marketing, I went from getting paid when I did launches, which went well. So it was big lump as every all quite a lot of the time, big yeah. lump sums to getting paid every day. Yeah. That's huge. I'll tell you which one's better. The second one, it takes me 20 minutes. Yeah, I think we're gonna we're definitely gonna get some tips before this interview's over. Yeah, I have I have zero competition doing that. I don't have to spend my time on social media shouting as loud as I can. I just send email, get paid. Nice, very nice. All right then. So link to that then. Why is email so good? So for the guys listening or girls as well, why yep. is it such a powerful tool and why why are you so good at it basically? Okay, one, it's intimate. Okay, I want you to use, this is the analogy that I use all the time. Facial, social media is like a busy nightclub, okay? Let's say you're trying to meet that girl over there, trying to attract her. Problem is that there's several other men also trying to attract her. She's got her friends talking, she's got her friends saying, have you seen him? There's just a lot of distraction. And social media is the same, a lot of noise. People shouting about how good they are, comments, inboxes, photos of puppies, et cetera, et cetera. Just noise, distraction. Whereas email is like taking that lady and saying, look, you want to come somewhere a little bit more quiet, yeah? Where you can then whiner, diner, and possibly 59er. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's, kind of, that's kind of the main reason. Number two is that I can hold their attention in there. So basically, I have their attention. Yeah. I have their attention. I'm not competing above the noise. I can build a relationship with them in there. And then I'm also in control of the conversation. What happens a lot of the time with social media is you'll post something up and there'll be a million other comments and stuff just gets lost. Yeah, and they'll start talking about something else. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Social media is great, okay? And it does serve its purpose, mainly to get people's email addresses. That's how I do it. And But what you got to think about is people are adding more friends every single day. Yeah. They are liking more pages every single day. What does that mean for you? It means that the newsfeed is only going to get busier. And unless you're prepared to spend money you will get drowned out. Yeah. And there is no point in spending money just to have a conversation. Spend money and get people off social media as fast as you possibly can. Nice. I like it. And uh, it's the same with Twitter. People are tweet following more and more people every day. And, and eventually, everybody will hit the 5,000 friends limit. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times you just think, yeah, it's just really sort of popular or well-known people at 5,000. But like you say, eventually, everyone's going to be at 5,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I know you're a big believer in the email every day. And a while ago, yeah. people would be like, oh, that's too much. People are bit, can't take the hassle and stuff like that. Yeah. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Because I know that works really well for you. Yeah, it works really well. Really, really well. Okay, it enables you to position yourself as a leader very fast. Because a lot of, most people only email when they've got something to say. Okay? Or they only post something big on social media when they've got something to say. However, if you really know your shit, 
you should have something to say every day. Yeah, just pouring out. Definitely. Yep. And the thing is, when we talk email, the way I email is very different. I use about five or 600 words. It's all plain text. I'll make you laugh in it. I'll make you cry in it. I'll get you pissed off in it. Mm-hmm. One thing that I won't do is what most people do is I won't bore you. I'd yeah. rather you unsubscribe than were bored by my emails. Um, and it's as simple as that, mate. That's, that's uh, emailing every day. There's, there's just so many things that it's it, it's good for. If somebody, and here's what I think, mate. It, it encourages unsubscribes, yeah. which is good. This is good. If somebody doesn't want to receive an email that makes them laugh, that helps them because I'm still giving valuable content and is usable content, if they don't want that every day, then they're a terrible fit for me as a yeah. client. No. Yeah? It's as simple as that. And the problem is why most people who are thinking about doing daily email are scared of it is simply because they're doing it wrong. They're filling it full of pictures yeah. for a start, looks like shit, and they're sending an email that's just a pitch. Yeah. They're not doing anything useful. It's not conversational. And it's, it's just generic, shit. yeah. It's just generic, generic yeah. shit. Yeah. And it's from a company. That's a big mistake. If you send it from a company, my red alert is on, oh, this guy's going to try and sell me something. Yeah. People open my, my emails that expect to be entertained and they expect quality information. It's that simple. Yeah, well, definitely. And you say it cons- it's consistent because whenever I, yeah, whenever I read one of yours, I know, I kind of know what's going to happen, but I don't, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Know, I know there's going to be some banter, so I'm, I'm yeah. down for that, but I, who knows what? I really. Yeah. Here's the thing about daily email. Here's the thing that I like. I want to compare it to taking an advert out in a newspaper. If you send one email a week, that's like putting an advert in one night a week. What if I don't get the newspaper that week? What if they haven't got it in the shop? What if the dog eats it? Yeah. What happens if I don't finish work all late and the shop's closed? I can't get it, right? Email every day is like taking an advert out every single night. You might not open every email, but guess what? If I send five, there's more chance you open it than if I send one. Yeah. If you get good at writing email, so much so that you get paid almost every time you send one, why wouldn't you send more? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's the interest. It's like saying, no thanks, I don't want any more money. No thank you. I'm good with one, one email a week. Yeah. But this is interesting because... Uh, this kind of dilemma come up with, um, I know you sort of looked into the John Lee Dumas when it comes to podcasting as well. Yeah. And he does one every single day, basically yeah. in a roundabout way for the same reason. And it yeah. was it was very tempting. In the end, the only reason I went for free, free a week, maybe four sometimes, was because of the lifestyle aspect of it. And yeah. I wanted to be, like you say, you can do whatever, but you've got to be consistent. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. If you're going to email four a week, do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Nobody really misses the Wednesday, but the gap between Friday and Monday is big enough. Yeah. So if you miss a Monday or a Friday, that's way too big a gap. Yeah. No, that's where this is what you want. Just a little tidbit for you there. That's a good one. That's a good one. Right. We've pretty much made it to the alpha round here now. So this way you're going to give us some tools, resources. You're not going to ask me about wine again, are you? No. Good. Okay. So you don't, you don't want the, the question about whether you're a dog or a cat man then? No. All right. The answer's, the answer's pussy every time. <laughs> Same answer as before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Right. So have you got, I know you've got hundreds, so you're going to have to try and put it down. A good book to recommend. Stephen Pressfield, War of Art. Perfect. Good stuff. That's Any, it. That's it. Lovely. Also, okay. John Calden, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Getting Together. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. It's a great book. I yeah. also like Jeff Thompson. Jeff Thompson's an English guy from Coventry. He's got a book called Warrior that I really like. And I also what's that? What's that about? Is that I mean Warrior? I'm just that's a... kind of a, a lot of his different stories. And he's, okay. a, he's a bit of a. He used to be a doorman, and now okay. he's an international best. He's an international movie director. Oh, that's awesome. And he used to be. He's got a, his first book is his autobiography called Watch My Back, and I read that no shit, when I was still an engineer. Whoa. And I still read his stuff now. 
he sounds like someone legendary to interview. If, if he yeah, and there. I know a couple of guys who actually train with him. Dean Coulson trains with him. That's ah, oh. which is pretty cool. He's a black belt under the Jeff Thompson martial arts system, which is cool. Damn. I'm also going to make a recommendation that you'll probably never ever had on this show. If you want to get good at writing, read fiction. Not enough men read fiction. Re reading fiction will teach you how to write things that get read. It doesn't matter if you write emails if nobody reads them. It doesn't matter if you write sales copy if nobody reads it. The goal of a book, a fiction book, Lee Child is probably right up there with my favorites. He writes the Jack Reacher type stuff. Mm -hmm. There's an alpha male of ever you've seen. Oh, one. yeah. And apart from Tom Cruise. I was going to say, it should have been more like Dolph Lundgren or something yeah. like that. <laughs> I'm old break you. Um, but the, the purpose of a, a fiction book is to get the next page read. That's the same with the yeah. email and the same with sales copy. And even the same with Facebook. You need to read. Not enough men are encouraged to read fiction. Most people don't need motivation. They just need to stop being pussies. Implementation. Yeah. That's all it is, mate. That's all it is. That's and, what, I talked about, The I reason want... I don't need motivation because if I piss around, my kids get a holiday. Yeah. And I just want to if talk I about piss this. Around, my, kids have to, my kids have to wear their shoes for school. Yeah. I mentioned it. I mean, your name came up in one of the early episodes. We were talk, talk, talking about implementation because I remember we were both looking at literally a, a podcasting type training and like two weeks later, your podcast was out, and I was like, "Damn, I am I'm a, quite, I'm quite, I am um, a pussy." Yeah, I've always been like that, but I'm like, you know what? I, it, it's kind of it's it's probably something to do with me bipolar. I'm either all in or all out. Yeah, I'm no. not. I'm not a. I'm not. I think most people go through life as marathon runners, yeah. where they're constantly at a steady pace. I'm sprint. I'm like an interval runner. Yeah, I'm running sprints and then passing out for a week. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, just the way I am. I can't change it. I don't even try and change it now. What I'm into now is energy management rather than time management. Uh, Everybody talks about time management, but I, with bipolar, I can't do time management because I know something's going to happen. So if yeah. I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling it, I'll just keep going. Yeah. As simple as that. No, that's awesome. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I'm similar. My background, I work like a pole vault. Same thing. It's even shorter than a sprinter, like four or five seconds and then chill out, <laughs> chill out for a few hours. Dude, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Sweet. Have you got a high-tech or a low-tech resource that you love? Apart from your own personal gym. I like that. You know the software that I use is called Text Wrangler and it enables me to write a plain text email and then wrap it to the, to the size that I want the email to be. That's it. Okay. Um, that's and again, cool. my, oh, I tell you what I do like, I like anything that blocks out social media. Oh yeah, no, yeah. So you well, the one it. I use is called anti-social and it blocks <laughs> me from getting on social media and pissing around. So my actual, the biggest tip I can give anybody is to spend time. If you're looking to work, be creative and get things done, get off the internet. Yeah. Take your laptop, go somewhere without an internet connection. You could just unplug your internet, but... Nah, that I'm the same. I've got to get away. So when my internet's actually been down here the last two days, um, it only came back on this morning, um, and I've just I've got so much writing done because yeah. I'm like, oh, you know what? They could have came and fixed it on Monday. I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'll just get two days of writing done. And yeah. I what would you say is one of your personal alpha habits? Being myself, having the courage to be myself 100% of the time, and I have the ability. I don't know if it's a strength or not, but it's a habit that I don't have a filter between my brain and my mouth. No, and I, I don't I'm think... Gonna say, I'm going to say it, um, which pisses a lot of people off, but it's a habit that no. I... No, and I again, use. but like we said before, it pisses a lot of people off, but a lot of people will love it, as opposed to just saying, yeah, you're right, yeah, you're... Whatever, you know, because... Yeah. And I've seen you around lots of different people, and, yeah, you haven't changed in the slightest to anyone, no. which I like. It's very it, good. It's, and that's, that's my habit, is just being my, having the courage to be myself in any situation. Definitely. Any situation. Sweet. Um, what's some of the best advice you've ever received? Ooh. Keep it in your pants. What? 
Don't be silly. Wrap your willy. <laughs> <laughs> pay yourself first. Ah, that's a good Pay shot. yourself first. So before you pay to anybody else, you need to pay yourself first. And I read that. Dax Moy recommended that. And it was a book called The Richest Man in Babylon. The whole be wary of who you surround yourself with. I'm not as into it as I, I used to be, but it's still very important to me that I don't... I tend to give a lot of myself away to people and then mm. I get drained quickly. So I give most of my energy to other people. Um, so now I've got to be, because of the whole bipolar thing, I'm becoming better at kind of putting a, a, almost a, um, a false field around myself to letting people in too much. Um, because a, a lot of people, especially when it comes to time, you get a lot of people, they don't mean it, but they'll drain your time. Not necessarily your energy, but they'll drain your time. Yeah, no, definitely. So I'm very careful about who I say yes to to things. I'm very careful about who I meet up with. Not because I'm a dick, but because <laughs> it'll affect me and it'll take oxygen away from me. Definitely. Right, well, you've, got to, you've got to fit your own mask first. Well, <laughs> I totally appreciate you coming on this, mate. And no on, swear, that, on that note, I think we're pretty much done. So is there, is there one question you wished I'd asked? Keep it clean. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm totally cool with it, yeah. Cool. Um, so what's the best way people can get a little bit more, another slice <laughs> of pool more? I love this question because I always recommend that people don't. What I mean by that <laughs> is I'm going to warn people. I'm going to give the warning now. If you're, not, if you're a sensitive snowflake or a special little flower that is offended by swearing and offended by my opinion on things, which is forthright, which is based on experience, um... And then don't come over. But if you want to come over and hear what I've got to say, come over to IamPaulMort.com. And we haven't really talked too much. We did mention it, your podcast that is awesome. Um, that's out on iTunes as well. Yeah, it's out on iTunes. Um, it's called the Paul Mort Podcast. Again, every episode is explicit. Everyone. Yeah, oh, definitely. Because even if the guest, my next guest, Rachel Cosgrove, um, I did that interview a couple of weeks ago. I just haven't got around to putting it up yeah. yet. If she didn't swear, but I'll swear yeah, in the introduction. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I like it. Again, it, it. Here's what it is, Adam. It's funny because it's almost like a filter. Because if someone's offended by swearing on a podcast or in an email, yeah. then that's me. If I didn't do it, it's me being fake. Yeah, okay. no, I but completely agree. When I agree. talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, if I ever did business with them, okay, and they're offended by the odd F-bomb, because I don't swear that much, I don't even think I've said it on this, this no, podcast. No, not really, no. Now, now, if someone's offended by that, that's their prerogative. They're offended. It's got nothing to do with me. Yeah. Now, if I then choose to do business with them, and they choose to do business with me, <laughs> I would, I would be, have to be fake. It would be like walking on eggshells all the time. And yeah. that's like wearing a mask. Most are walking around with a mask on. They're wearing one mask in public on social media. Yeah. And then they're wearing a completely different mask behind closed doors. They're completely different. Yeah. And that's why most of them don't make any money because they're trying to be something that they're not. No, interesting. Oh, sorry, they're not. Yeah. They're trying to be something that everybody expects. Yeah, them. what they think people want. But it's interesting that because when it came to my podcast and the ratings and stuff, I, I naturally, again, I go into that because it's, I want to be completely authentic and just because you say, if you're keeping a mask on, it's going to be exhausting. So well, I, I've never heard you say well, this is the point. I naturally thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to go explicit, yeah, just whatever. But then I thought, wait a minute, I don't, because of my teaching background, it's kind of inbuilt. Like, yeah. I don't generally don't swear. Yeah. A few beers down me, that's a different kettle of fish. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but I don't generally swear. And I really, uh, yeah. And then I found out when my old college, they're like, oh, yeah, we're, uh, we're listening to it in our tutorials and stuff like that. And I thought, well, good job it hasn't got. Good job, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's, it, it's, it's funny now because everyone... Where I picked up my swearing habits was the four years in a factory. Ah. I worked four years night shifts in a factory with 50-year-old men <laughs> who were borderline alcoholics who hadn't had sex with their wives for 10 years. <laughs> in fact, these dudes couldn't even see their dicks. 
Yeah. Love it. See? That's where I pick up the bad language and most of my humor, actually. As well. <laughs> oh, this is awesome, mate. Right. Yeah. I'm going to let you go. And the next time we talk like this, we'll be in person, definitely. So uh, is there anything else you want to just chuck out there or we're done, mate? No, I think we're cool. Um, I was a bit disappointed, actually, that you weren't in your steam steam suit. That is one of the oh, best actually, visuals you know ever. I was in that last night. That's, in, that's actually uh, that's at my home, that one. Yeah. But this, this is good in your home gym as well. Your office gym is good as well. well. I was going to bring it to you, but it's funny because the infrared sauna, because it's portable, like, I'm watch, I can do other things while I'm in it. Oh, so, yeah. It's a visual treat. Anyway, mate, I'll uh, let you go, and I'll speak Sweet. to you soon. If you need anything, mate, give me a shout. I'm ready. Okay, I'm up for it. I'll see you in a bit. <laughs> see you later, buddy. Peace. This episode is sponsored by the UK Youth Conditioning Association. This summer and going into the autumn, we are doing our first ever UK tour. To find out more, head over to UKYCACourses.com for all the dates and the early bird is still available now. So go check that out. And you, That's for parents, teachers, coaches, anyone who's keen and works with under 18s. So I hope to see you there. Join our private Facebook group UK youth conditioning professional search and ask to join and we'll gladly join you to our like-minded professional the awaken your alpha podcast live limitless do the little guy a favor subscribe and review it'll help get him off my bag